Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today we're sitting down with Kristen Powell. She is the founder of Kinship, and it is a skincare line designed for Gen Z. We chat all about her amazing and extensive experience in the skincare industry and what is missing in today's youth's skincare routine. Listen up. Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm super excited to be sitting with Kristen Powell. She's the co-founder and CEO of Kinship Skincare. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Can you tell us a little bit about Kinship Skincare and how it came about? I know you have a background mm-hmm. in skincare and mm-hmm. chemistry, so I'd love to get into that a little bit too. Yes, yes. So I actually had really bad skin in my teens mm-hmm. and it came back. Like it got better, then it came back in my 20s. And I was just frustrated. I couldn't find anything that worked. It was, I had sensitive skin, red skin, it was really acne prone. And I was like, I need to get my skin in shape. And so I slowly just started experimenting with ingredients and products and literally made my own products on my kitchen sink. Oh my God. Did you like research these ingredients or consult like a dermatologist or anything? Yeah, I was actually living in Mill Valley and just really into health. Mm-hmm. I was a health nut in college. I went mm-hmm. to UC Santa Barbara, living up in California. I grew up really healthy. And I started reading labels and just looking at what was in our skincare and thinking, wow, this is the skin's the largest organ in the body. These ingredients are going into our body. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure they're good for us and good for me. And I slowly just became really fascinated by the science of skincare and like, how does a formula work and how do you put it together and what ingredients do this? And I mm-hmm. personally just wanted to fix my own skin. So right. it was a pain point for me. And I kind of became a chemist in trade by doing it because I had to. Awesome. So you were a self-taught chemist or did you go to school for it? No, I studied art history and economics at UC Santa Barbara, (laughs) which I actually feel like is a great background for Mm -hmm. being a beauty industry entrepreneur because Mm -hmm. being a formulator in the skincare world is sort of like a blend of artist and scientist because mm-hmm. you have to understand the aesthetics of the product. We also have to understand the science behind how it's formulated. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just became a chemist by necessity. And you worked in skincare before starting your own brand, right? Yes, yes, yes. I co-founded a brand called Juice Beauty, which was the first certified organic skincare brand in the prestige market. And then I took a different track and went to work for more of a science-based brand called Paracone MD. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really cut my teeth on just the science of formulations and Mm -hmm. like how to put high effective ingredients in something, how to make it really work and really have it make an impact on your skin. Mm -hmm. So what was the moment where you decided to start Kinship and what makes it different than the other companies that you worked for in the past? That's a great question. So I wasn't looking to do another startup. I've (laughs) been on the startup wagon. It's it's long and hard, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a specific person. Her name is Allison Halgen. And we met through a friend back in 2018, kind of late 2018. 18. And she wanted to meet me because she knew I was this clean beauty entrepreneur 
And she said, I you know, have three kids and I one of them has really sensitive skin. I don't know what to use on them. Can mm-hmm. you just tell me what are you? I know your mom, too. What are you using on your daughter's skin? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm really struggling with that because I have all these products from being a formulator. I know everything about what's in these ingredients. I'm not going to buy her the drugstore skincare, but I'm also not going to buy her the $100 creams. Right. There's nothing in between. And she said, that's interesting. Why is that? And I said, well, I think it's because it's really hard to formulate something that's effective, that's clean, that's good for you, and that's excessively priced. And so that question in our minds sort of became a curiosity and a, a study in the whole beauty industry and what was missing. Yeah. And six months later, after many conversations and us getting to know each other, we said, you know what? If, if not us, who is going to do this? Who is mm-hmm. going to make the skincare for our children and their generation? And that's so interesting because there are so many different brands and so many products in the skincare industry. And this is such like a big opportunity. It's, it's bizarre that no one wanted to like target maybe because... Do you think it's because like younger people like usually don't have like the money to buy skincare or or care as much? I think it's a price issue. I think when you're a teenager or you're in college, you don't have your own money. Yeah. Depending on your parents. Yeah. And there's also a lack of education. Mm -hmm. There's so much out there, but there's lack of education about what should you use when you're 15. Right. Uh, What's good for acne? What's good for redness? Um, How do I protect my skin for the long term? What kind of sunscreen should I use? It's very confusing. And we thought, well, with all this education we have about being in the beauty industry and my education, with formulations, I could really educate this next generation on, well, what a, what is a good skincare routine and how do I just take care of my skin for the next 20 years? Yeah. I, I think when I, like I had acne when I was a teenager too, and I feel like I had no idea where to start or what to do. And there was just that, what was that brand that was like for pimples that was like on proactive, proactive. So everyone was just on proactive. And that was like, I feel like it was pretty harsh. It was harsh. I was on it too, as well as the antibiotics and the steroids. And I actually did Accutane for a while, which just completely dried up my skin. Mm -hmm. And Allison had gone through the same journey. And Mm -hmm. so we thought, well, let's give a different experience to this person coming up in a completely different cultural mindset, looking for something different from their products, but also a brand Mm -hmm. in terms of transparency and just like purpose. Let's build our values of sustainability and clean formulas and uh, transparency and truth into this this skincare line. And I feel like the younger generation now, like Gen Z cares a lot more about like sustainability and like the efficacy of like the product and like the formulations. Whereas like when I was younger, I had like no idea and like did not care at all. I was just like, get rid of my pimples. Yeah. yeah. I think there's like, I want it. I want my pimples fixed. fixed. Yeah. That's the most and, important like, thing. I will like burn them off. I don't even care. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's, it's so interesting because we came out with a couple of acne focused products, mm-hmm. but our number one selling product is actually a sunscreen. Wow. And it's because we decided we wanted people to love sunscreen because traditionally it's not something that people love. I didn't start wearing sunscreen every day until I was 30 years old. And that's so embarrassing, but I was just like, Oh, I just want to be so tan. And I like, didn't care about wrinkles or like sun damage, but I feel like now there's a lot more education around it. Yeah. I feel like 
the generations that's coming up today is very educated. Mm -hmm. They can learn about ingredients quickly mm -hmm. on the internet and they're much more savvy about not only what's in their products, but then what a brand stands for. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have, you know, all those things baked in the social equity part, the trust and the transparency of ingredients or how you're treating your employees, what you're doing to impact the planet. I feel like you're just behind as right. a, as a brand, not just in the beauty industry, but fashion, um, any consumer product brand. Totally. And what would you say your target like demographic age is? Yeah, it's really um, around 22 mm -hmm. to 30. Okay. And it's because that age is when you're just starting to really kind of establish yourself. Mm -hmm. You're getting out into the world. You're probably getting your first job. You're out of college. You're like, I need my skin to look great. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think I need to spend $300 a month on it. Yeah, definitely not. I just want something that works, but that I can feel good about it. And also, I think there's this new generation of people want something just to be fun. Yeah. Skincare doesn't have to be serious or medicinal or smell bad. I think it can smell good and be efficacious. Yeah, totally. And mm -hmm. when did you guys launch? We launched in November 2019, right before the pandemic. <laughs> so how did that like affect the trajectory of your business and like decisions that you made um, when scaling. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, I think my number one rule for, for people wanting to be an entrepreneur is don't be too attached to the outcome mm -hmm. because a business has a life of its own and it's, it's, you have to have goals and strategy and things like that, but it's going to take its own kind of path and it, it might end up serving a different customer than you originally thought it would be. You might end up being in a completely different channel. Whereas we thought we were just going to be DTC very quickly. We realized, uh, there's a lot of people on DTC is a very crowded market. Mm -hmm. I think we need retail as well as DTC, as well as some other in real life moments for our brand to reach people because people are shopping everywhere now. They're not just shopping online. They're shopping in person. They're shopping on Amazon. They're shopping at pop-up events. Yep. It's, it's a very holistic, I think, approach to um come to the market with we're going to meet people where they are and i think like when we were like in the pandemic like and could only shop online dtc did really well but now that people are craving to like come in person and have those real life like touch points it has mm -hmm. been shifting a lot for a lot of brands when did you guys make the switch from direct to consumer and i know you guys are in ulta right yes yes mm -hmm. so pretty quickly after we launched we realized we needed an anchor retail partner mm -hmm. it's so important to have that discovery moment and despite the success of dtc beauty is still very much a in real life experiential moment it's a very connectable time where you can touch the formula and smell it and feel how it feels on your skin and talk to a customer about what's going on with their skin, look at their skin. And so we realized that it's still very much a retail driven business and it ha you have to have that experiential connection point with people in real life. So that was August, 2020 when we launched into Ulta awesome. and that was 300 doors. Wow. And uh, just this past August, Ulta launched us into all doors. So we're now in 1,250 doors. Oh, wow, congratulations. Thank you. So when you're in like a big beauty retailer, like an Ulta, you're amongst all other 
you know, beauty and skincare brands, how do you like set yourself apart so the customer is like drawn to your product? The first thing we knew about our brand, we wanted it to be colorful mm -hmm. because there was at that time when we launched in 2019, the moment was all about very minimalist and white mm -hmm. and very simple packaging. And we kind of went the other direction. We really felt like beauty should be beautiful and packaging and color is what people first see when they look at a brand and then they see shape. And so we created these unique shapes. They weren't um, necessarily stock packaging. We made them really bright and colorful and uplifting. And we thought that was actually perfect because during the pandemic, I think there was this moment of very like kind of fear that going around and people were scared and they were tentative and you could walk into Ulta and see our entire line being very colorful and very uplifting. And I think it just was one of the most important things we did to get people's attention is made it not gar garish, but very bright and uplifting. Awesome. So what mm -hmm. are the main products like in your line right now that you know are the most popular yeah so we have a really straightforward skincare regimen we have two cleansers we have a exfoliating pad which is great for brightening and acne we have a glycolic serum that's great for exfoliating uh, a great moisturizer called super mellow that's kind of a cross between a gel and a cream mm -hmm. and then our sunscreen which we never were going to launch originally but then we decided to do it because we realized most people don't like using sunscreen. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with it. <laughs> but how could we launch a skincare collection without the most important product, which is sunscreen? So we decided to create it and launch it with the full collection. And we're so glad we did because it's our number one seller. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really, um, it's very unique. It has sort of five different aspects to it. It's a moisturizer it gives you a little glow it helps with acne has a probiotic in it that kind of balances the bacteria plus it has the mineral zinc oxide but it doesn't leave a white cast that's awesome so you don't even have to use like a moisturizer you could like just use the sunscreen absolutely yeah, yeah. we want it to be multi-purpose and we feel like skincare doesn't have to have 10 different steps People are time starved and they you don't, don't need like a 12 step skincare. No. <laughs> I mean, I have like three minutes in the morning to get ready. And yeah. So I need like one, two, three. It needs to be pretty quick, but mm -hmm. I want them to be power packed and really luxurious feeling. And so we kind of wanted to build in that time saving effort to the formulas, but also have them be really joyful and smell good. And the packaging feels good and the textures feel good. We feel like clean beauty kind of has a bad rap for that. Um, <laughs> people think that you can't have efficacy, but clean ingredients. Mm -hmm. And we disagree. We really feel like you can have all of it. So because you have so much experience in the space and you've started previous companies, what are three you know tips you would give to another young woman who's thinking about launching a brand or a line in the skincare world? Great question. Uh, I would say the number one thing that retailers and investors are looking for is differentiation. And I think that there's a lot of brands that get to market and they think their product's really unique or their brand's really unique and they have this fantastic idea and they maybe have like an influencer or they have a partner who's going to do it with them. And that's all great, but there's so much out there that is just me too. And unless it has a super, super strong point of difference and a reason for being, it's just really hard to survive. Yeah. And 
Did you raise capital to launch Kinship? We did. Was it difficult? Um, did you find it dif- difficult to raise like as a female founder in like the beauty space? I feel very fortunate to have had connections in the beauty industry mm-hmm. and to have that kind of 20 years under my belt mm-hmm. of being an executive in the industry and having a track record for from being with world-class brands. And my partner also was with Benefit Cosmetics. So having the track record, I yeah. think, was really fortunate for us. But it was hard. And I would say that um, you have to talk to 50 people to get one person to take yeah. your call. Um, I mean, you know this cause you're an entrepreneur. You just have to get up and keep going every day and really picture clearly who that ideal partner is because you're going to be with them for a long time. And it is like living with someone. You have to understand what their motives are and what their end game is and make sure that you align with what they want out of the business. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. Um, switching gears a little bit because we are a jewelry company, we always um, ask our guests if there are any special pieces of jewelry that you have in your life that hold like extra sentimental value or have a story mm-hmm. behind it because we love that jewelry can you know help tell stories. Yeah, I have a story. This actually just happened to me yesterday because yesterday <laughs> was my birthday. Oh my God, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, did you do anything fun to celebrate? I did. I went on a long hike with a girlfriend nice. and then we went out to lunch and we just did a little spa day together. That's what's so great about being like, like in the SF areas, you can just like hike yes. if you want to. Like in New York, it's like you can walk in Central Park, I guess. Yes, I know. We are very lucky here. We can mm-hmm. do that all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend, who's a dermatologist, mm-hmm. gave me this um, necklace. Oh, yeah, and it's, so a, it's a moonstone. Mm-hmm. And she got one for herself, too. And she just said, every time I wear this, I think about you. And this just has so much sentimental value to me because I feel like having a girlfriend um in you know and she's a working mom as well and i i know she's an entrepreneur when when i think about her and think about this necklace it just makes me want to keep going and mm-hmm. it gives me inspiration and i feel like it's these power of connections with other women entrepreneurs that really just lifts me up yeah what else inspires you like in your everyday life or in business Um, I think our customers do like taking a chance on us and trying a new skincare regimen and then sending us their before and after makes me so happy. Yeah, that's so cool. Just seeing their their skin transformed or their daughters or their sister's skin change. Mm -hmm. It makes everything worthwhile. That's what gives me my joy every day. So what are um, your plans for kinship in the next like five years? Like. What are your like hopes and dreams for its growth? Yeah, we see Kinship as a global brand, mm-hmm. uh, really big. And our mission is really making effective clean skincare accessible to all. And that means making it available in every market, um, making the price point accessible to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ulta Beauty is a key retailer for us because they have that mass consumer, they have the prestige consumer, they're in lots of places and, and growing quite a bit. And that was a great like anchor partnership for us because we see our growth just tripling over the next couple of years with that retailer but also reaching different demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important to us too, is not just focusing on one demographic, but really opening it up to people who wouldn't normally be able to access effective skincare. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what are some things that you've learned like on the journey of launching Kinship specifically? I think that um, the point about just really having a unique message and point of difference is really, really important. Continually now as the, the beauty and skincare market is very saturated. And so it, unless you have something that really stands apart, it's really difficult to stand out. Um, I would say the team, of course, is extremely important. So that first layer of people that you hire is critical because they're going to set the tone for the next generation of people that come into the business. And if you have people who are on fire for your business and they've joined because of your mission, they're going to spread the word just like you will. Mm -hmm. So replicating that message across the organization is so important. Thank you so much for joining us today. That was so insightful. And I love learning about your launch of Kinship and your background. Um, can you tell everyone where they can follow you, shop, all of that good stuff? Yes. Kinship can be found on our own website, lovekinship.com, as well as at Ulta Beauty. So Ulta.com, Credo Beauty, which is a San Francisco-based retailer, um, and online at Amazon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I loved learning all about Kristen's background in skincare and what she sees for the future of skincare and Gen Z generation. What do you guys think is an essential for your skincare routine? 